to inspire, of course. Welcome, friend. Vanguard S. Times is my own little e-publication for which I am the sole columnist. It's silly, and that's why I love it. I'm still on the fence about my writing name going forward, whether I'll stick with Sienna or use my legal name, so for now, Vanguard S. works as a moniker. I'd been telling myself for the last two years that I shouldn't publish anything or exist online until I finish my book. I thought people most respect writers who first summarize and present their ideas in a book. While that may be the case for some, it isn't realistic for me. Not to mention my book is a fiction, not an actual memoir. Many ideas and stories I've been trying to shove into my book don't belong in there. They belong here, in this blog. A lot of my writing relates to paid intimacy, but this blog is about life. It explores the curious way my worldviews have and haven't been shaped by my experiences in the sex work industry. I never thought I'd be a writer, but I can't seem to stop myself, so here we are. I've been busy being... (laughs) I've been busy being a coward for the past couple years, too, if I'm honest. I've got tons of articles written, I just keep waiting for that pesky backbone to grow back. Only, it didn't, or it doesn't. Turns out waiting for confidence to materialize isn't how we get confidence in life. I know this, but I was still hoping it would magically be the case this time. I've put myself out there so much already. Must I do it again? From scratch, really. Woof. I think we grow confidence in life from our work, accomplishments, successes, things we put effort in and spend time on. I'm not proud of any of the work I've done anymore. None of it. Not now, anyway. Why, you may ask? Well... When I took a step back, okay, a few steps back, I noticed it was all riddled with lies. True, I was lying to myself and then others by extension, but that doesn't make it any better. Stagnation in life is a slow death, and I guess the right mix of events have made me decide two years is enough time wasted. Time to face my shame, head on. Shame about what? Well, you'll have to stay tuned. It's all quite nuanced and interesting, if you ask me. Rather, if you listen to me. What's the meaning behind my art? What I call my writing. What's its purpose? I've thought long and hard about exactly where my natural talents lie, and have finally come up with an answer. My blog's purpose is to inspire. I'm forever told I'm interesting and lack the self-awareness to understand why. I think what makes something interesting is seeing things in a new way, considering other motivations for actions or perspectives on stories, and wondering what's not being said. It's not my goal to tell you what to think or how to think, just to inspire thought, to make something interesting, worth exploring, worth considering, worth getting inspired by. That's what my writing does, because that's who I am. The overly vulnerable writing style of oversharing functions as a temporary guide on how to think like this instead of like that. It's up to you if you'd like to mentally explore that new territory and what you'll personally get out of it. In the event, being more curious or exploring more is of interest to you. You've come to the right place. Topics will be all over the map, but the consistent theme is an inspirational, curiosity-based pursuit for knowledge and truth. Oh, and lots of stories about having been a prostitute and whatnot, of course. Many of my articles relate to relationships and being a woman in the 21st century. I'd been telling myself a certain narrative about what it meant to be a woman, an empowered or good woman, for nearly a decade now. 
When I stopped lying to myself, it became clear that story was a big part of what was making me miserable. I didn't have to look much further than the numerous self-destructive coping mechanisms I developed for proof. In a way, I suppose I'm thankful for the ways I've lied to myself and made mistakes. It's only because I've been living various nightmare versions of my life that I've discovered what not to do. A big part of sex work, whether you are for or against it in society, is dissociation. The positive version involves playing the archetype of the sacred prostitute. The worker puts on the mask of an empowered seductress extraordinaire. Dissociation as an art form, same as an actor. The negative version involves being so uncomfortable with reality that the worker must go into that place where she isn't in her body. That way, it doesn't really matter what's happening to her in the physical world. She doesn't really exist anyway. Dissociation as a coping mechanism for survival. If you're a client of escorts, naturally you pray to your chosen deity that the woman you've hired for sex would fall into the former and not the latter category. That is, unless you're a predator, then the latter is preferred. We're all moral cookies here though, right? So, you'd hope she was doing it by choice, for the love and appreciation of the work, not in the name of survival. We rarely get to know someone else's inner world, how they truly feel, the whole story. The truth is, as a client, you'll never know which it is for certain for any given worker. Both positions can be, and are, exploited. I've seen women pretend to need rent money for the next month and broadcast they need your business now, all the while having posted it only months ago about how they had more than enough money to retire, shamelessly trying to earn an income as the damsel in distress. I've seen women that hate every second of it pretend to love the work and make the best of it to ensure survival or just because they see no other way to make a viable income. These aren't the only options, and workers can switch how they feel about the work daily. The fact remains, though, it is a job, and none of them would be there for free. None of them are there due to their lust for you. They are dissociating and playing a role to offer a service to earn an income. The one thing you can be sure of as a client is, if a worker shows off anything but the happy hooker trope, she is unlikely to get hired. The incentive for her to say she loves every aspect of it is high, and the incentive to be truthful doesn't honestly exist. Many preach authenticity, but that would include saying they are purely seeing you for the money, or they quite literally would not be there. Not a sexy thing to hear or think about as a client. It directly works against her aims to be truly candid. Can you blame her? I have many nuanced articles to write about clients, and I know many of you are interested to hear some true thoughts. All in good time. If you've been a client of mine, you need not fret. This isn't a gossip column. My stories are about my experience, not a client's identity. I'd like to eventually do some podcasts in the future through this substack and may have clients on again. That would be informative and worthwhile, I think. What was I saying? Ah, yes. I can't seem to stop dissecting what I think is the utter nonsense that is modern-day feminism. I've lived the empowered feminist girl boss life and found it wanting. Thankfully, the narrative is beginning to change and many women are beginning to see the lies we've been sold. In stories I'll expand on later, I entered sex work in what would be considered survival conditions, and while my external reality changed over time, my inner reality never did. It took me many years to realize I was living in survival mode every day. More on that in future articles. More on everything in future articles, as I sort through things that belong in my book and things that belong here. I'm an eternal optimist, but my stories and tangents can get quite dark. The optimism at the end of the tunnel is unrelenting, though, I assure you. 
there will always be something to look forward to, to hope for, to cheer on, and get inspired by. I've turned on the paid subscriber option as my blog has now become a living, breathing creature. Supporting me means a vote for continuing to get my real take on all the paid intimacy I've done over the past decade. It means getting to tune into my weekly column about life and what inspires me in the world. My world somewhat shaped by experiences of being paid for fake love. I'm against having a paywall for quality content. The point of what I'm writing is for people to access it and learn from it. Sponsoring my content means more free content published into the ether and an increased exposure of my voice. Being a supporter of my work is patronage of my loud mouth taking up more space in the conversation. There will be a few patron-only articles each month, short articles that are more intimate in nature or singular thoughts tangents about past articles or future content or my inner musings before I write a more substantive piece, etc., Each person who supports me will be the reason I get to be creative and inspire, so each paid subscriber will mean the world to me. I dismiss the idea that I could have a job I love for many, many years. (coughs) I didn't even try. Sorry, that seagull's really loud. (laughs) Retweet my articles on Twitter um, or at me at Vanguard S uh, or leave a comment under my original articles post if you'd like to comment on my writing. I would love to engage. Um, I've had to close the comment section on my Substack uh, because I live rent-free in several haters' minds, and uh, leaving it open just means family members get doxxed and daily death threats get left, so we will have to do it on other socials. My future of meaningful work has finally begun. Hopefully yours has too, and if not, don't fret. You've come to the right place to find some inspiration. In the meantime, stay curious. Lots of love.